This is Malloy on Triple M, and we love it when we check in with Denise Scott. And she joins us right now on Malloy. It's like a royal visit it is, every isn't time. It? Yes. I'm waiting for what? Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm good. And as I said the other night, before Melbourne went into another lockdown, I was on stage, and as I said, I'm the Patty Newton of Melbourne comedy. <laughs> I am royalty, Nick. I'm waiting for you and John to release a photo like yeah. Megan and Harry where you're lying under a tree and your head's in John's lap yeah. and he's looking at you lovingly Black and you've and both white. got no shoes on. And I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's not get too far-fetched here, mm-hmm. but yes, that would be an amazing moment. How was Valentine's Day? What did he do? Did he surprise you? What did you guys get up to? Well, we, of course, because we live in Melbourne, there was the snap lockdown. There was... Sure. We did... Nothing. Um, In fact, currently we're in an Airbnb because our bathroom's getting fixed up. And John bought me, he said, I bought you some flowers from our garden at home. It was one rose, (laughs) one rose with yellowed motley leaves. Wow. Seems too romantic to believe. Can I ask you this? It sounds like you live the high life. You live the the jet-set lifestyle. So you've had to leave your house because uh, the plumbing's blown. And you're now in like an Airbnb. In an Airbnb. And this is a thing that's been going on for years, Mick. It's been, it's almost caused John and I to separate (laughs) on more than one occasion because our bathroom has been uh, completely stuffed and useless for about 25 years now. Okay, that's a little long to let go. The problem being (laughs) that we've had a clawfoot bath with a makeshift shower over the top of it that John's constructed with gaffer tape and wire. <laughs> and we're now at an age, Mick, yes. where you can't be climbing in and out of a claw foot bath mm. with a shower. It's a broken hip waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have thought you're at the stage now where you need one of those rails yeah, inside I the shower. Yeah. And, and maybe for John, a little stool. You know the little <laughs> stools you sometimes see in nursing homes? Yeah. Yes, I love a stool. So anyway, we've argued for years because he's insisted he needs a bath yep. at whatever renovation. I've insisted there isn't enough space right. to have a bath and a separate shower. Okay. We finally got an interior designer, oh, Katrina, in, who's like a, a well, really a marriage counsellor. Right. <laughs> yes, right, okay. She took me aside and said, you've got to compromise. Let John have his bath and we'll find you a separate shower. Well, John didn't just have a bath. He has a gigantic bath with 14 jets. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, this huge bath. Like a pool bar up one end? Yeah. And I've got a little little walk-in shower. I <laughs> oh, see... I was imagining the two of you in a bath together at either yeah. ends of the bath, you know, maybe with with a bottle yeah. of bubbly and suds everywhere, yeah, you know, just protecting your modesty. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know me at all. If you think that I'm going to be in sharing a bubble bath, I used to, Mick. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. now we simply can't fit, <laughs> even if it's a big bath, fitting the two of us. I had a, I had a bubble bath once, uh, I thought it'd be romantic. Turned out more like the bubbling hot springs of Rotorua. <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't get the job done. So what about the Airbnb? Yeah. So describe it to us. Is this a mass? Is this like Frogmore House? Yeah. Is this like Megan and Harry's old residence? Where are you? What are you doing? It's a tiny little flat mm. um, with not much space. John and I, once again, we're back to an issue of the fact that we have got bigger 
as we've got older. Yeah. <laughs> and we've now gone from a king-size bed at home to a double. Okay. And you have to spoon, Mick. Wow. There's no other way we can fit in. It's not a forced spoon. <laughs> it's, it's a forced spoon situation. And then if we try and face one another... Mm. With our knees in the middle of the bed, yeah. our ass cheeks therefore hang over the side of the bed. It's, right. And you hang on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If you get any bigger, it'll be called ladling. <laughs> I like it. Let's go to bed for a quick ladle, honey. Hey, I want to get to the bottom of this. We're going to take a quick break, or we're going to a song, Dave. What yeah, are we doing? Yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with all the details on Denise's shows as well, which are coming I want to up. hear about the Chicks of 500. This yeah. sounds like the best show ever. All right, Denise Scott's with us. More with Denise right after this on Malloy. This is Malloy. It is Mick Malloy. It's Denise Scott. By the way, a bunch of shows coming all around Australia. Uh, Denise and Judith's shows at the Malthouse Theatre in Melbourne. They're all sold out. Nate Valvo, who we had on the show just last week, who's a ripper. We love him. You're doing a show with him as well. That's in Corumban, May 29. And then the Chicksell 500 with Cal Wilson, Geraldine Hickey and Lizzie Who. That's part of the Adelaide Fringe Festival, March 1. How did you go in Corumban? Haven't you already done one in Corumban? No, we couldn't because of... Whatever stage we were at then, <laughs> I can't remember. It was not lockdown. It was that we had to get the COVID, va- you know. Um, Is Corumban ready? Is Corumban ready for you and Nathan? No. Oh, I'm not sure they are. Well, I think it's all for the best right. that it got postponed. When we go back, I reckon we'll be in a venue double the size. Okay. They'll have revved up. They'll have waited that. They long. will have mm. waited with bated breath, no doubt. Tell us about the Chicksville 500. Yeah, That's awesome. my favourite name for a show this year, especially at the Adelaide. Fringe, yeah. where historically the clips all used to go. Thank you very much because when it was suggested, management centered around we've come up with this name, Chicksell 500. <laughs> I didn't have a clue oh, what God. the reference was, <laughs> what it was about. I thought it was pathetic. <laughs> I didn't say anything, Mick. I'm just one of those agreeable people. I said, Good, yeah, sounds right. great. And then found out it was everyone's favourite name, something to do with car racing, apparently. But, Mick, what I want to tell you, yes, because I forgot to tell you the last time I was there. Oh, yes. Seeing you in the flesh. Mm. Before lockdown, I got to do a gig in Darwin. Yes. Just a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to you about that, dancing. We're talking about that, the convention centre. What a great room to play. Mm. Anyway, there was this kid in the front row at the convention centre, 2,500 people, 15-year-old kid, Mm. front row. Uh, You know, I chatted to him and I thought I'd bring out some old shtick I used to do about my son. And the joke goes, do you know what my son was addicted to when he was 14? Right. True story, Mick. Yep. Lawn bowls. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It sort of gets a laugh. And then I say, which was terrible as a parent because lawn bowls has the highest death rate (laughs) of any sport. There's there's your gag, Nick. It's the gag. Okay, we're away. What's the problem? Not a great gag, but it's a gag. I thought, well, I'll play this. It'll sound like I'm just improvising with this kid. Yeah. So there's this kid, 15 years old. I said, do you know what my son was addicted to when he was 14? And honestly, Mick, he wasn't trying to get a laugh or anything. He just paused and he went, um, wanking? <laughs> so 
he was sitting there next to his mother, his two and a half thousand local residents of Darwin, and I think he'd given away quite a story about himself. At least he didn't do it in a public place where it could blow up in his face. What is wrong with you? You're totally irresponsible. You know what talking to the audience is. It's, oh, look at that silly jumper, or who, who cuts your hair? Not tell us something personal about your adolescent life and masturbation. I mean, what have you done? Well, I didn't intend it. I was just going to get to my daggy lawn bowls joke. That was as far as I was going to go. Well, uh, that guy's seen his last comedy gig. He he won't be putting his hand up for any more audience participation or sitting in the front ten rows, I imagine. Or possibly even going out ever again in (laughs) dark. I like lawn bowls. Did you lawn bowl yourself? No. No, I've had a crack at it once, but no, I've never. But my son, Geordie, who's 36 now, absolutely went nuts for it when he was 14. And it must have been around the year 2000 with that because he was going to go to the Commonwealth Games. Yep, really? Yep. Wow, wow. And then he became a muser. Well, it's, it's either or. It's a, it's a close one. Yeah. Do you know what I learned? In all my time on the lawn bowl circuit, I learned one thing. It's not like golf. You can't chuck your balls into the crowd after the game. That's <laughs> all I know. It can end very badly. Give us those dates again, Dave. Uh, you got it. It is, uh, well, the Malthouse Theatre in Melbourne sold out uh, coming up this weekend. It's but then sold out everywhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we're talking Nath Velvo at Currumman. That's the Sound Lounge. Tickets at comedy.com.au. That's May 29. Our list is on the Gold Coast. That. Check that out. And then, of course, in. Adelaide Fringe, the Chicksall 500, <laughs> the Garden of Unearthly Delights. Tell uh, us who's on that bill because that is a top shelf lineup. It's Denise. Cal Wilson, Geraldine Hickey and Lizzie Hu. And just out of interest, Dave, what was your hobby when you were 14 years old? Uh, okay, don't answer that okay. question. <laughs>